All right, welcome everyone from the DeFi Yield community. If you are new here, definitely go and check out some of our other videos and you know, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. I'm excited to have with us today, Corey from DYDX. For those of you who aren't familiar, I mean, they're really, I think, doing maybe the best job of pushing the bounds on certain uh, certain aspects of exchanges. And so we're going to be excited to talk to him today about uh, what they're up to and what uh, what makes DYDX stand out. So thanks for being with us, Corey. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, definitely looking forward to uh, chatting. Yeah. Maybe you could start off by giving our users uh, a little bit of background on DYDX, what it is that makes it unique, et cetera. We can go from there. Sure. Yeah, so DYDX is a decentralized perpetuals exchange. Um, you know, DYDX itself actually was started back in 2018. So it's one of the original DeFi protocols in all of crypto. Um, it actually started as more of a margin trading platform but, uh, but since then has evolved to focus on perpetuals and derivatives uh, more broadly. And so right now, um, you know, our, our, our main product is perpetuals trading on a layer two. Called, uh, we, we partnered with Starkware on that. Um, we launched that earlier this year. And since then, you know, our, our, um, our trading volumes have continued to increase quite a bit. And um, yeah, about a month and a half ago, the DYDX Foundation, they launched the DYDX token, which gives the community governance powers over the DYDX protocol itself. And so that um, in, in, in combination, I would say with, you know, the product improvements that we've been able to um, kind of build over the past six months have really led to quite a bit of growth for um, the exchange more broadly. Awesome. What, so maybe like actually let's back up before we get into this. The, the term perpetual gets thrown around and people have probably seen it in various different cases. Can you explain for those who aren't familiar what perpetuals are? Yeah, yeah. So perpetuals are basically a feature that um, never expires. And so the main function of a perpetual uh, the main thing that, that like makes it work is something called the funding rate. Um, the funding rate just simply means that if the price is like deviating um, far away from the spot price, um, shorts are going to pay longs or longs are going to pay shorts, depending on how far away that price is from kind of like the real price on spot. Uh, perpetuals are the the highest traded product in all of crypto. And so often when you see people trading on um, maybe more, more known centralized exchanges like Binance or FTX, uh, if they're taking leverage, um, a lot of the time, you know, they're, they're going to be trading using Perpetuals product. And the cool thing about Perpetuals uh, is that they are uh, purely synthetic. And so what that means is you don't need to have uh, like actual custody of the underlying token um, on the market or the exchange. And so um, they're much more efficient. And from that, uh, you know, traders and, and more sophisticated market makers like to, like to trade them uh, for various use cases. 
And so from the standpoint of a user, what difference will they notice? Like when we go to the DYDX platform, you're going to see there is spot and margin, and there's also perpetuals in there. So they can select between those. What are the differences they'll notice between one and the other? Yeah, so as I mentioned, um, DYDX is pretty much solely focused on building out the perpetual side of the product. Mm -hmm. um, the margin and spot is more of a legacy product, and um, we don't even really display that too much on the platform anymore. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if you go to like trade.dydx.exchange, which is like the main way to access the app, you're going to see kind of the, the perpetuals product. Um, you know, if you're going to onboard onto that, the only form of collateral that the uh, product has is USDC. So it's a form of a stable coin. And so you basically deposit your USDC. And then from there, you could trade all of the, we have about 24 assets on the platform right now, or 24 markets rather. Uh, you could trade any of those using USDC as collateral. So you could buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, Solana, Avalanche, all of the major tokens out there. And we continue to add more markets around that. Um, but yeah, just to compare it to like the margin and spot exchange, if you wanted to trade any of those assets, you would basically need the underlying uh, asset to trade. So for instance, if you wanted to trade Ethereum and USDC, like you, you would need to uh, uh, deposit one of those and then you could trade that for the other. But um, yeah, the cool thing about perpetuals is you can kind of get exposure to a variety of assets without needing the underlying collateral. And that's especially useful for trading um, on uh, an Ethereum protocol like DYDX, because you know to get access to something like Bitcoin or Solana, let's say, uh, those assets are non-native to, to Ethereum, right? And so if you're just a classic you know, ERC-20 exchange, um, that'd be quite difficult to, to do at scale. So in theory, does this mean that uh, DYDX could support really any asset? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly correct. So um, in theory, any asset that has an Oracle um, can be added to the protocol. Um, having said that, we don't add uh, like any securities to, to the exchange, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, basically any asset that has uh, an Oracle and to be clear, we, Right now, we, we basically use Chainlink to partner with on yep. adding oracles to, to yep. the protocol. Um, so as long as it has that and, you know, it would make it, it makes it a lot more efficient also if there's a robust spot market as well um, mm -hmm. for, for particular assets. So market makers can um, adequately hedge and provide liquidity to every market. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those two things uh, are basically the main uh, are the main questions when adding a new asset to the protocol. And so, maybe to give some context here, is it fair to say this is the impression that I get as an outsider anyway that the objective of DYDX is to provide a lot of the same functionality, experience, etc., that people are used to in trading on something like Bybit or something. Uh, but in a decentralized, non-custodial manner, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a entirely accurate. So, um, you know, the the cool thing, as many of your listeners may know, about a decentralized exchange is, you know, we, the exchange and the protocol itself does not 
uh, actually take custody of, of your assets, right? And so um, it's a lot safer in many regards, whereas you don't have to worry about DYDX or anyone else being like a good actor. Um, you know, it's all guaranteed by, you know, the underlying protocol itself, which is, uh, which is Ethereum. So everything that we do on the layer two eventually gets settled to Ethereum. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that that is one of the main benefits. And then as well, you know, when you're thinking about, uh, the DYDX token, uh, my personal opinion is that again, like by participating in uh, by, by like trading on DYDX instead of a centralized exchange, um, you know, you will get more access to governing the protocol over time. And so to be more specific, and we can get delve into this a little bit later, like we, uh, DYDX protocol um, has a few different like liquidity mining programs ongoing right now. So basically the more you trade on DYDX, uh, the more DYDX tokens you would earn under, as rewards. Oh, interesting. And, there, and, and therefore, the more influence uh, you would have over the governance and the protocol uh, right now and in the future. Um, so how does uh, being on, a, in this case, Ethereum via Layer 2, how do gas fees uh, affect the cost of trading for, uh, for users? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. So. So once a user onboards onto DYDX, um, they don't pay any gas fees actually for trading, which is a really great feature. Um, so there is uh, some on-chain gas fees that you have to pay to create an account. But once you do that, you deposit USDC, um, you're, you're kind of free of, of paying any gas fees at all. And so from there on out, it feels very much like trading on a centralized exchange which is kind of a killer feature in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So is that because of the fact that you're using the layer two Stark uh, to, uh, is it is Stark, Starkware, what's the? Yeah, yeah, so the company um, is called Starkware. Starkware. And yeah, uh, the, the layer two itself is kind of, is called like Stark X, but um, yeah, so basically all the trades happen and are settled on uh, Starkware, on Starkware's layer two that we have built in mm -hmm. collaboration with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, every uh, about eight hours or so, those trades are then uh, settled onto Ethereum layer one. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And what about in terms of transaction speeds? Again, you know, like the speed of transactions when you're somebody who's actually trading is really important. You want to be able to execute quickly. Uh, what what difference does this make being on chain? Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, um, I guess I should maybe take a step back and, and kind of describe how DYDX is a little bit different than some of the other decentralized exchanges out there. Uh, we have a... Um, centralized order book and centralized matching engine. And then we kind of uh, settle everything in a decentralized manner. So what that basically means is when you're trading on DYDX, uh, we uh, have an order book, a centralized limit order book, very similar to what you would find on centralized exchanges. Um, and, you know, from a, from a trade matching perspective, it's virtually identical to what you would find on a centralized exchange. And so there's um, basically no latency 
for, for trading or, or the same latency you would find on, on from a centralized company. Um, but yeah, you get the, the added security aspects of it being uh, settled in a decentralized manner. Cool. Cool. That's, uh, yeah, quite, uh, quite good. Uh, what about in terms of liquidity? How does, uh, how does liquidity work in this environment? Yeah. So, um, we work with, uh, basically the, a lot of the biggest market makers across all of crypto. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, market makers generally, they add liquidity, standing liquidity on both sides of the book. So if you ever want to buy or sell a particular asset, um, those market makers are competing to have the best bids on the order book. Yep. And um, yeah, another thing that's pretty innovative, I would say about the DYDX token is that it also incentivizes market makers to heavily participate on the protocol. And so um, basically, you know, the market makers who both have the best uptime, the deepest depth and the best spreads mm -hmm. earn quite a bit of DYDX tokens as well. And that liquidity just kind of attracts more traders. Um, and then you kind of get this nice flywheel of, you know, liquidity attracting even more liquidity. And I think we're starting to, to, to see kind of that flywheel really come into effect right now, which is pretty exciting. So to kind of summarize, put this together, uh, a person can trade in a decentralized manner uh, with, so I'll run through a few things. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of these. But as I understand it, so you have limit orders and stop limits on here, which is not normal in a decentralized exchange. Uh, they're starting to add limit orders, but uh, so you can have stop losses and all that stuff that you're used to from the standpoint of a centralized exchange. Uh, you can trade, uh, well, you have another thing that you guys have is advanced charting, right? That uh, is not really normal on, on decentralized exchanges. Yep. Yep. All, all, all of those is, is, is correct. Um, yeah. So we have all of the order types that many people would expect on a centralized exchange. We're actually, um, you know, releasing even more advanced order types over time. So that is certainly something that uh, from a product perspective, we're actively working on. And then, yeah, from a charting perspective, um, you know, yeah, we have charts built into the platform and it kind of reflects uh, the, the, the trading history that, uh, had happened on DYDX itself. Cool, cool. That's great. So uh, maybe this isn't a question that uh, you can answer. So if it's not, that's uh, that's fine. But I know that like these are really hard features to bring in to uh, to some of the other uh, decentralized exchanges. Uh, how is like what was involved in DYDX being able to have things like the advanced charting and some of these other features? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think it really speaks to the, the team that uh, DYDX has been able to build over time. So we do have a lot of the best engineers in the space um, on our team, which is great. And, you know, that has resulted in, in kind of the product itself being in many ways much more advanced than what you would find on other types of DEXs. In addition to that, um, you know, I think one one unique aspect of DYDX that is different than a lot of other decentralized exchanges is kind of the hybrid order book and kind of hybrid um, that it's kind of a hybrid DEX in a lot of ways. So as I mentioned, 
parts of the exchange are still centralized, that being the order book and the matching engine. You know, the UI on the front end uh, is also centralized. Um, whereas, you know, the security and, and um, the ultimately the, the, the settlement of all these trades, all of that is still decentralized. And over time, we want to become even more decentralized, right? And so we want to become 100% decentralized at some point in the future, hopefully within the next, you know, 18 months, let's call it. Um, but yeah, from a product perspective, when you do, when you still have some aspects of the tech stack that are still centralized, you can offer uh, some more innovative features that may not be possible purely um, on like a layer one decentralized exchange. Yeah, yeah, makes, uh, makes sense. So let's just think about that from the standpoint of, you've got uh, a centralized order book. What does that mean? Does that mean that, yeah, like, what, how does that work? What, what does that mean that it's centralized order book for the users? Yeah, yeah. so that simply means that like the order book um, and the matching engine sits on our servers. Mm -hmm. And so like when you submit an order, that's going, that's like pinging DYDX's servers. You know, we match you with another trader and then uh, basically that trade is then settled back on like the main chain. Okay. So uh, it's not like your tokens get transferred into somebody else's custody then matched up. It's more like the, I wanna do this order information gets sent to the centralized server. The centralized server matches that up. And then I guess somehow connects these two uh, smart contracts so that something is able to, uh, an exchange is able to happen. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I mean, again, to, to go back, um, you know, again, like the, the, the perpetuals product only has USDC, right? And so what's innovative right. about that is like, you don't even really need to trade like two assets together. Right. It's kind of right. just like yeah, these yeah. two synthetic trades matching up against each other. Right. And then from the user's perspective, their USDC balance is going to go up or down over time, depending on the performance of their trades. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, what about on the mobile side? I believe you guys have worked quite hard to make the website mobile friendly. Do you have an app? Is there a plan for an app? How does that work? Yeah, yes. Yeah, great question. So right now, um, the exchange is mobile compatible. So if you go to the exchange via like, you know, your MetaMask app or your IAM token app or you know, any of the major wallets out there, you could trade from uh, your phone. Mm -hmm. Having said that, uh, we are actively working on a dedicated mobile app, um, which hopefully should be released, you know, by the end of the year, let's call it. Yep. Uh, and so once, once we have that, um, you know, we'll have a fully dedicated mobile product. Um, which again, I think, you know, that that's going to be very unique to the decentralized exchange space. You know, to my knowledge, there, there is no decentralized exchange out there that has a fully dedicated mobile app. And so once we're able to release something like that, again, I think that'll just be another kind of reason and, and kind of another aspect of the exchange that makes us very unique and very competitive with centralized exchanges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely, you know, I think they've had a situation where a lot of them have been focused on just the tech backend technology and then the front end user experience has been a bit of an afterthought. And so having that is, is going to be really good. 
Interesting. Uh, what about in terms of a desktop app? Uh, some of these centralized exchanges will have a desktop trading app. Is there a plan to build that as well? Yeah, um, I'd say at the moment, I think we're, we're pretty happy with uh, the web app. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's no, there's no concrete plans at the moment to, to build a, a dedicated desktop app, but I would say over time, like we're still very much improving the web app. And, um, you know, both from a, a performance perspective, as well as like a feature perspective, um, you know, I, I, it is possible to build a lot of the features that you might find in a desktop app in a web app. And so yeah. I think over time, like we'll, we'll definitely get there. Cool. Yeah. Tell us about uh, the DYDX token and uh, yeah, let's dive into that. Yeah, certainly. So um yeah, the DYDX token, it was launched um, towards the beginning of August. Uh, there are like a few different aspects, I would say, to the token. Uh, mainly, you know, from a, from a utility perspective, like DYDX is a governance token only. And yep. so what that means is DYDX holders have the ability to vote on various aspects of the DYDX smart contracts and kind of upgrade them and improve them over time. And then secondly, it also gives DYDX holders the ability to um, kind of disperse and, and create uh, from the treasury itself. So there's like a DYDX treasury that has a certain amount of tokens in it and DYDX holders have the ability to use that for various initiatives. Um, from a like liquidity mining perspective, there were a few different programs that have been and are currently ongoing. Mm -hmm. We had, there, there was a uh, retroactive mining program basically where any user who had previously used DYDX had the ability to retroactively mine DYDX over um, uh, a 28 day period more or less. Mm -hmm. And so uh, a lot of users were able to complete that. And just to take a step back, the reason that we did it that way instead of just like purely airdropping tokens to anybody who had ever used the protocol was we we're really trying to incentivize, uh, or, or rather, like the protocol itself is um, a, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's like purely on the perpetual side of things. Yep. And so, uh, you know, the foundation, they were trying to incentivize users to use the perpetuals product rather than, you know, the spot and margin product, which are unaffiliated with uh, the governance aspects of the token. Okay. Um, so that was one part of the program. And then that, that is now ended. Uh, but there are other ways in which people can earn DYDX ongoing. Mm -hmm. The main one is uh, basically uh, uh, a, trading, a trading rewards program, which rewards users uh, based off of their open interest and fees paid to the protocol. And so what that really means is if you are trading on the exchange, um, you're paying fees to the exchange as well as having a certain amount of open interest, uh, you could earn uh, tokens. And so that's kind of paid pro rata depending on a formula that is available in our docs if you really wanted to dig in on it. But uh, the, the TLDR of it is like the more you trade on DYDX, the more DYDX tokens you would earn um, every epoch. Um, and then uh, there are a couple of other programs. Um, another one is a liquidity staking program. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and so what's interesting is, uh, as we talked about earlier in uh, this talk, uh, DYDX does operate a central limit order book. Yep. And, um, you know, attracting high quality market makers is very important. Mm -hmm. And so often the way centralized exchanges do so is they give um, market makers like credit to their exchange. And so let's say I'm, I'm like a really big market maker. If, you know, let's say some centralized exchange wanted to attract liquidity from me, they would say, oh, we're going to give you, you know, $50 million of free credit on our exchange. And so you can market make with that credit in addition to whatever collateral you have. And so yeah, me as a market maker, let's say I had uh, $50 million of collateral, I would then have $100 million in total yeah. on this exchange, which uh, really greatly increases the amount of uh, liquidity you could add to the order books. Yeah. Um, and so going back to the liquidity staking program, uh, given that we're a decentralized exchange, we don't have the ability to just like arbitrarily give out credit to, to people. And yeah. so you actually need to deposit real collateral. And yeah. so what we said was um, users can now stake USDC to a staking contract yeah. and, the, and certain white listed market makers would be able to borrow from that staking contract interest-free. And then they could only use that uh, USDC on QIDX to market make. Mm. Um, and in return for staking USDC, users um, receive uh, DYDX. And mm -hmm. so we found that was, uh, this has basically never been done in, in, uh, from a, like a, de a decentralized exchange before. Um, and so in reality, what it is, is like a, a, a no interest, zero collateral loan to market makers, mm -hmm. which um, is something that is very common in like traditional finance, but pretty uncommon in decentralized finance, right? We're, we're very much used to uh, loans being over collateralized, but in this yeah. sense, we're, we're doing zero collateralized loans. So, so it's pretty innovative, but um, again, uh, the market makers themselves, they can only use that collateral on DYDX. And then yeah. obviously they're also um, basically staking the reputation. So any market maker who wants to uh, participate in this pool uh, has to be approved by governance and all the market makers are public about who they are and kind of what their history is. And so over time, I think more market makers are going to apply to be in it. And the way they will do so is kind of engage with DYDX community holder, community members via, you know, our forums. Hmm. Um, and then DYDX holders can vote to add new market makers into this pool. And so this pool is, uh, has grown quite large already. Um, <laughs> Uh, last time I checked, it was like uh, over 250 million USDC staked to this pool already. And so another interesting aspect of this is once market makers start borrowing, actually borrowing from this pool, which should happen within the next, let's call it month or so, yep. um, those market makers could, uh, it, it's not just like $250 million on, directly on the order books. It's actually likely going to be uh, a multiple of that because a lot of market makers um, market make using leverage. And so, um, you know, given that uh, DYDX does have cross margining, it, that is really uh, beneficial to market makers who are adding liquidity to multiple books. And so you could take, let's say $100 and you can start market making with that $100 across a lot of markets instead of just like choosing one market. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, so once once that kind of starts happening from the market maker side of things, I, I think the liquidity on DYDX again is, is just going to skyrocket. Um, and then hopefully uh, more, more, which I, I would imagine hopefully will we'll attract more um, trading as well. And then uh, lastly, uh, one other pool, which I, I'll mention is a liquidity, um, a liquidity provider pool. Pool. So basically, what that means, this is strictly for like market makers, um, but but uh, any market maker who reaches certain thresholds has the ability to participate in this pool. And as I mentioned, it rewards them in DYDX based off of the depth, the liquidity, the uptime, and the spreads uh, that they offer um, on the books. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, all of those combined, I think. Um, you know, we've, we're starting to get a lot more market makers interested in onboarding onto DYDX. And then also from a uh, unique user perspective and, and trading, trader perspective, that has also kind of been skyrocketing as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, uh, really interesting. So I'm going to ask you a question that, you know, maybe, maybe it's not such a, a good question to ask from a marketing standpoint, but I think it's interesting just from our users. What are the things that you don't get on DYDX as compared with a centralized exchange right now? Um, it's, it's a good question. So, I mean, from my perspective, you get almost everything. Uh, things that you might not get, uh, depending on the exchange, is um, I'd say the main feature that most people ask for on DYDX, which we don't yet have, is multiple forms of collateral. So right now we only have USDC as a form of collateral, yep. but a lot of users say, you know, they want to trade using, you know, Ethereum as collateral. And yep. right now we don't have the ability to offer that to users. And a lot of centralized exchanges don't even offer this either, but some do. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we want to be, you know, the best exchange out there, decentralized or, cent or centralized. Yeah. And so uh, we, we are definitely looking at ways in which we could onboard more types of collateral in the future. Yeah. Any idea what the reason for choosing USDC specifically was as compared with, I mean, USDT is obviously the most common trading pair. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It, it, to, to be honest, a lot of our, you know, market makers actually prefer USDC. And so from there, from that perspective, um, that was certainly a reason, you know, I don't have a, a strong opinion one way or the other, like on USD, USDT, a lot of people kind of believe, you know, that it may not be fully backed or, um, you know, there are tons of conspiracy theories out there around that. Yep. But um, I think USDT, like my personal opinion is like, it's, it's, it's a fine product. However, you know, if you look at the growth of USDC, the growth rate, I think, is much larger um, in USDC than USDT right now. So, um, you know, larger institutions are, for whatever reason, more comfortable using USDC. Um, and from a retail perspective, it doesn't really uh, matter. It's quite easy to exchange USDT for USDC. Yeah. And um, we actually are releasing uh, integration with like ZeroX API quite soon, where you know, if you come to the product and you don't even have USDC in your wallet, you could exchange, you know, basically anything that 0x has markets for, um, for USDC 
right on our front end and then deposit it all kind of in the same modal. And so uh, our, our perspective is it really doesn't matter too much what, what the underlying stablecoin is, as long as it's kind of, as long as it's, you know, a liquid and be kind of easy to obtain. Yeah. 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 And what about in terms of pairs? Like when I look, I mean, you guys have actually quite a few assets that, uh, that you can trade compared to something like Bybit or Femex or like some of the other things that people would like to trade on typically. What, uh, do you guys have any specific roadmap on the other, uh, the other uh, assets that people would like to have traded? Is there some way that if somebody's interested, they can request it on the forum? How does it work? Yeah, great question. So um, we, we have about, last I checked, I think it's 24 assets on the platform. Um, so again, this is across Ethereum, ERC-20 assets and you know, non-Ethereum assets such as Bitcoin, Solana, um, Polkadot, Cosmos, et cetera. Um, so basically all the top tokens that you might find uh, on other exchanges, you could almost certainly trade on DYDX and we're adding new markets uh, every couple of weeks. Um, in terms of new markets, uh, that is controlled, technically it's controlled by the protocol. Mm -hmm. um, there are, if you go to forums.dydx.community, uh, um, you'll find a post which kind of outlines like the, the process of adding new tokens to the, to the protocol. But yeah, at the end of the day, it, it is controlled by uh, token holders. Okay. So basically token holders have the ability to kind of, again, within that framework of how the decision is made, uh, first of all, suggest what they would like to see as well as contribute to whether it gets accepted on there uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. I think it's quite a, a quite an interesting project. Do you like who would you consider to be the main competitors of DYDX? Yeah, so I'd say, you know, from uh, like a macro perspective, any centralized exchange that is offering Perpetual's products is, is a competitor. You know, over time, I, I would love to see more people use decentralized exchanges um, rather than centralized exchanges. And so, um, you know, I think a big focus of ours is going to be kind of like, you know, luring some of those users who are more used to trading on a, a centralized exchange over to um, over to DeFi, right? So yeah. that's so that's one. Um, but two, I'd say from a, a decentralized uh, protocol perspective, there are a few that are like starting to crop up. Um, from a volume perspective, DYDX is uh, the largest by far um, decentralized like Perpetuals protocol. So that's been great. Yeah. Um, you know, our volumes are anywhere I would say right now between five hundred and a billion dollars per day, and they're growing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, perpetual protocol, I would say is the main competitor at least on Ethereum right now, uh, to DYDX and, um, you know, in some ways they're competitor in some ways it's, it's more of a collaboration. It's kind of like rising tide lifts all ships, yep. but, uh, yeah, they have a pretty unique model as well. Um, where, you know, again, we operate like a central limit order book. They operate more of like a virtual automated market maker. Um, so yeah, there, there are kind of trade-offs be between the two. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. 
What uh, is there anything coming up that people should know about? Is there anything that uh, people are interested in following more about DYDX? Where should they go to check it out? Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I'd say the best place to follow along uh, for DYDX would be both on Twitter as well as Discord. Um, so I would definitely encourage people to uh, join the Discord. And then lastly, if you want to participate in like our official forums, um, I would uh, I would encourage people to 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 go there as well. So that so that's at forums.dydx.community. Um, yeah, those three places would be the best ways to to stay in touch and to follow what's going on. Great. Yeah, we'll put all the links below so people can uh, can check it out and uh, go and play with it. I think for me, you know, it's interesting because I've always hated centralized exchanges. It seems antithetical to crypto. The whole point is uh, is to be non-custodial and all that. But the problem has always been that you just don't get some of the same functionality uh, in a decentralized exchange that you do on a centralized exchange. So it's great to see DYDX as a platform out there offering a lot of these trading tools. Uh, one of the things that's crazy, like for those who haven't gone and tried it out, I mean, even just the number of indicators on the charts that you can get is pretty, pretty robust, much more so than you would get out of Binance or something like that. It's a lot of, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty developed in that regard. So. Yeah, great job for you guys on putting all this together. And I hope that you continue to kind of advance it to close the last uh, the last gaps and make it make it even better because yeah, it's, it's a great thing. Excellent. Yeah. Um, you know, thanks for having me on. Definitely uh, appreciate, you know, your time and it was great, you know, chatting with you about DYDX and hopefully, you know, we could do it again at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As you kind of come up with new uh, new advancements and, you know, have something to something more to tell us about how things are improving and changing, et cetera, would love to stay in touch about what's going on. So, yeah, really, really appreciate you coming on today, Corey. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. We will uh, look forward to seeing you guys when we do the next video and, you know, uh, subscribe, uh, go and check out DYDX and we will talk to you soon.